Hey, real quick, guys, you already know I don't run any ads on this because I want to keep it like a really awesome listening experience for you. But I do have an ask. I'd love it if you could just help me spread the word so we can help more entrepreneurs, creatives, and high performers just make more money with less stress and more fulfillment. So the best way that you can help me do that is by reading, reviewing, and sharing this podcast. Like the single thing I ask of you is please just take 10 seconds to drop a review. Seriously, it would, it would mean the world to me. And more importantly, it may just help change somebody's life. So thank you, and let's get to the show. Welcome to Amplified Impact. This is the podcast where we talk about how to build better businesses, invest in real estate, and how to hyper-focus on the things that matter most so that we can maximize our return on life. I'm your host, Anthony Vecino, and I've written a few best-selling books, built a few seven- and eight-figure businesses, and currently manage a $70 million real estate portfolio. But the thing I'm most proud of is that I managed to turn my ADHD into a superpower. This podcast is all about the stories, lessons, and strategies I wish I had learned sooner in the pursuit of living a life beyond the apex. I'm psyched to have you here. Now let's go make some Amplified Impact. So I recently tweeted that 82% of good writing is simply great formatting, that 13% is sentence structure, 4% is how you say it, and only 1% is what you actually say. So my source for these highly, highly scientific numbers is just my own anecdotal experiences having written 13 best-selling books. And I thought this was, I brought this up because I got an email from somebody who, you know, I was actually really intrigued to hear their story and dive into it. But the way that they had formatted the email was just so hard to read that I gave up. I just like, I can't do this. I'm not going to waste mental energy trying to decipher this thing. And I think this actually happens a lot where people will send me uh, messages and I really want to engage with it. But because of how it's formatted, I just, I won't engage. I just, I can't bring the mental energy to, to, to dive in. And so I wanted to shed a little bit of light on this because I think writing is super important, but a lot of times people, they get so tied up into thinking like, what they say and how they say it is so important when in reality, like how you, you do the thing, um, like a lot of the invisible, intangible things that people never see or think about are actually a lot more influential than you would think. And so in today's episode, I actually wanted to break down some of those invisible, intangible things that helped me write uh, so many, so many books. Not necessarily good books, but they helped me write a bunch of books. And so for every book that I published, which is, I think we're at 13 now, if my math is still accurate, the, um, the, the reality is that there's like three unwritten books or unpublished books rather, where they weren't good enough. They weren't right for whatever reason. But all that's to say is that like, I've written a lot. <laughs> I've written a lot. And there are certain resources, certain things that really helped me to get to that place. And so in this this episode today, what I want to share with you are just five resources that helped me uh, write so much. And I think this can be valuable for you guys if you're interested in becoming better writers or if you're trying to sit down and write a book or really um, take out the word writing and apply this to any, any skill or anything that you're trying to get better at. And there's going to be a way to apply one of these resources to that thing. So here's here are the five resources that have helped me write uh, so many damn books. <laughs> Number one is Evernote. Okay. So Evernote is actually just a placeholder here. Cause I actually don't use Evernote anymore. I did in the beginning for like the first six years of writing these days, I use Asana or I use notion, but the reality is it doesn't really matter what the software is. What it does matter is that you have some kind of note taking re- resource, some place that you can keep your thoughts like a, like a scrapbook 
Um, and I, I like having a software for this. I, I do use a lot of journals. Like I have a journal right here. If you guys are watching this on the YouTube channel, you can see like I have a journal in front of me. I write into it a ton. But I find like collecting everything, all my in, all my thoughts into a, a digital environment is very, very helpful. So as I'm reading things on the on the Internet, if I'm like, oh, this is inspiring, this is a resource I want to refer to later or I want to like try and loop this into, you know, one of my chapters, I, I can put that into Evernote, into Notion, into Asana um, and then easily reference it later. So that's number one is some some way of like collecting information. Number two, the second resource is Scrivener, which is the software that I use to actually do the writing. I don't use Google Word. I don't use, I'm just not Google Word, Microsoft Word or Google Docs. I don't use um, a note-taking um, app. I use Scrivener, which is a software very specifically designed for writing books. And you can use it for writing blogs and tweets and all sorts of stuff. I find it to be one of the most powerful resources out there when it comes to writing. It makes writing really fun and easy and engaging where, you know, writing is not a task that typically I would say that about. Like I, I always say that I hate writing, but I love having written. I like being done with it. I like being able to see the words on the page, but the act of sitting down and doing the writing, not so much. So anything that you can do to make it a little bit easier, more enjoyable. And I find that Scrivener is like the best resource for this. Um, and again, like if we remove the idea of writing as the thing that you're trying to optimize and, and get better at here, you know, f the key to takeaway is you need to find a software, you need to find a resource that makes that thing fun and engaging. So for instance, when I was learning to play tennis a year ago, I was like, you know what, like if having the nice tennis racket makes this more fun for whatever reason, like when I pick it up, it just feels cooler. Like I'm going to go get the nice tennis racket. Right. And that was, that's what Scrivener is. It's like the nice tool that I feel cool using. And when you feel cool using, it just makes it easier to pick it up and keep using it. Third is a Pomodoro timer. So little guy, you guys have seen this before. I've shown him all the time. And if you're on YouTube, you can see this. This is my little Pomodoro timer. He's like a, a hexagon or an octagon. I'm not sure. One, two, three, four, five, six. A hexagon. It's a hexagon where I can push a button. I can turn it onto a side and it starts the timer. Very simple concept. But just having a, a way of measuring and tracking my progress with a time variable is super important. And again, like if this is tennis, this is having a nice watch. Like time is this component of learning. The more we can compress it, the more we can remain conscious of it and stay in the zone, more likely we're going to have quality learning, quality progress towards whatever our goal is. And so have some kind of way of actually measuring time, which I, I know is weird, but it, it's true. Uh, all right. Number four, the fourth resource is my mechanical keyboard. I don't know if you guys can see this. I, I'm going to, I can't hold it up. It's probably not going to reach the camera, but I have been writing on mechanical clicky keyboards for the last decade. And again, this is just very similar to the idea that I was sharing before about having the really nice tennis racket or the nice software it is having tools that make you feel good when you use them. It makes it more likely that you're going to do the thing. So if that's going to the gym and you like those badass shoes, get the badass shoes. If that's, you know, playing guitar, like get the nice guitar. I'm pointing to the nice guitar behind me. If that's going to be the thing that makes you excited to, to, to play with the thing, to do the thing, by all means do it. Writing like on a, a mechanical keyboard, for those that don't know, there's the ones that just go clicky, clicky, clicky. They're really loud. <laughs> Little funny note here, guys, is as I was saying that I pushed a button on my keyboard and literally stopped the recording. So the, the, the thing is like having a clicky keyboard just makes it uh, makes me feel connected to my words in a very visceral way. And so I find anything that you can do to connect you with your work more deeply is well worth the expenditure. So my nice clicky keyboard here, um, I can't even imagine writing without it, honestly. 
And the last last resource I want to share with you guys, and it's one that I've pimped out a million times. So at this point, I should get a sponsorship from Sony, but truly noise-canceling headphones, either like the WH-1000X M3s or M4s, something like that. I've had them for three or four years now, and I can't imagine a world without them. Like I've always had noise-canceling headphones. Those ones are truly amazing, but go ahead and splurge on that because for me, auditory distractions are like the most um, jarring. If I hear a noise in the other room, it's going to pull me right off of my flow. And so anything that I can do just to stay in the zone while riding because riding is a hard task. My mind is looking for any reason to get off off track, go any anywhere but actually staying in the chair and doing the work. So those are those are five of my resources that I think can serve you. And again, like this isn't just about writing. This isn't just about being productive. Like I think all of these, like the Pomodoro timer, mechanical keyboard, headphones, note taking app, like these can serve you in all different areas of your life, but you can apply them to like nutrition, to physical, like your physical health, um, to building your business. Just think creatively about like, okay, what are these resources that I need to surround myself with that are going to make this activity fun and engaging, make me want to do it? I think that's the real takeaway. Like, how can I eliminate distractions, eliminate excuses and make this fun and easy? And the easier and more fun you can make things and the more productive you're going to be, I guarantee it. So those are my five resources that have helped me write about 13, uh, publish 13 books at least, uh, and write a few more than that. I, I hope these are you know helpful for you guys. If they are, awesome. If they are not, please let me know. Like truly, if this episode was complete bunk uh, and you're like, don't talk about this anymore, like that was lame, just let me know. I'd love to hear from you guys. Shout out on social media. Like truly, you guys have been awesome. The support and love that you guys have been showing, fantastic. So keep those, keep those, um, uh, the shares, as mentions, everything. Keep them coming my way because it's it's always cool to see that you guys are engaging, getting value out of this. And as always, I'll see you in the next episode. Stay hyper focused, my friends.